what it is, what is what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, aka Shonuff Seventy One, and we're back again with episode eleven, season three of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We have Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Uh, not much. Just happy to be here again talking to all of you uh, fantastic listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, when we do these. And, uh, yeah, I cannot wait to talk shop about comic books, especially on this on this episode. About comic books? Sorry. Sorry, I was thinking thinking about my comic book podcast that I do. This is video games. You know, you can tell that I am a comic. You can tell that I I am a comic book and a video game geek, just a general (laughs) geek. So, uh, I'm so happy to talk to you, even if it's about comic books and and video games and or gaming. And gaming. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. And we also have Joe Trader Joe, the Food Max of gaming, who will help maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, homie? Not much, man. Just uh, recovering after this wonderful Christmas and just hanging in there for sure. So I hear you. I hear you. And uh, listeners, I apologize if you've noticed some my voice sounded all crappy. I am playing the Recover from Illness game myself. I've been sick since uh, Christmas Day. And uh, I'm recovering, but my voice is still not back to 100%. I still kind of feel, uh, I feel a lot better, but it's, I'm still, I still got the ickies uh, stuck in my throat. So um, my apologies for that. So uh, <clears throat> it's been a while since we recorded, but uh, what have you guys been gaming on? Uh, what well, actually? What have you guys been playing? So we're going to get into that with our playlist. Uh, so Des, why don't you kick us off with what has been in your rotation past few weeks? So in my rotation uh, has been Captain America. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry, we're, we're, we're <laughs> it's not that podcast. I apologize. Um, no, no, no. In my in my rotation has been yet again that damn destiny. <laughs> I can't. I I just can't escape it. It's like a plague. Um, just kidding. It's not that bad actually. I just I enjoy it. I love playing with folks. I love playing with you guys, uh, Joe and Kev. So we're running strikes, running missions. It's just busy work, but it's it's, it's very entertaining. The gut play is fun. Um, I like Petrovenge. I I just like I just like the game. You know, no no if ands or buttercups. I just like that game. It's it's really fun. It's just just a, just just a lot of fun. And and uh, it had a rocky start at the beginning. We all know that, but I think it's really kind of hit its stride. And I'm excited to see. You know, season of the drifter and all this other stuff that that's coming. Um, yeah, I I, I am thoroughly uh, satisfied with uh, with Destiny and playing it. You know, as as I do. So that's been on my playlist. Uh, but I finally started branching out into other games. Uh, there is a huge PSN sale going on right now. Don't know if you guys have heard about this, but if you're a PSN subscriber, you probably do know. 
Uh, tons and tons and tons of stuff have been on sale for the last three weeks, and I've just been buying up a whole bunch of uh, digital games to play. I bought, you know, uh, that Red Fraction Remastered Edition. I bought Grand Theft Auto Five. Bought Moonlighter. Bought a Wizarding game. Got Armello. Just bought all kinds of games. Just tons and tons of games, and I've been checking them all out. I've been just checking out these indie indie games that I um. That I've been wanting to play for a very long time, and one game that I that I that really stuck with me has been Moonlighter, and I've been playing that game a, a lot. It's fun. I don't know. Like I, I sometimes that the roguelites can kind of hit or, or kind of hit or miss, but I like the gameplay. I like the rolling. I like the I like the sword play, and I, and I'm really finding the the um the shop stuff to be kind of fun. It's it's really kind of fun. It's not. I mean, it's super intuitive and it's not hard to find out, you know, what you should sell stuff for and, and, you know, the back and forth, but the idea, like the, the, the gaming loop is kind of fun, you know, and I just think that there's in a genre like that, uh, there's so much you can do with it. Um, so what's, what's the premise of the game for people? That haven't oh, so yeah. for the premise of Moonlighter is you are, a you're a guy who runs a store and, um, and at night or whenever, you go into the hills and outside of town and there are these portals that go to a dungeon and in the dungeon, that's the roguelite element, roguelike element. You go into a dungeon and the dungeon's always different and you go up to these, how many ever floors there are. Uh, you have to kind of race through because there's a, there's a, it's funny. There's a monster that will come and try to kill you. If you don't, if you spend too much time, you know, you know, dallying or, you know, in the, in the, in the dungeon. So you go in there, you, you defeat monsters, you find weird stuff, and you and then you bring it out of the dungeon, and then you um, and if you die, of course, you everything everything that's on your person uh, stays with you, but everything that's in your bag is lost. So you have to you like be clear, and you have to you have to not uh, stay in there too long. And you go in there, and you and all the stuff that's out, you take it, and the next day you put it for sale, and then you have to decide, you know, how high it should be, how low it should be. You got to fend off burglars. You have to, you know, appease your customers because sometimes customers will be warriors or there'll be people who are super rich people who want to buy. And you, and when they see the super rich people, you have to really kind of run over and mark your prices up because they'll pretty much buy anything. <laughs> um, so it's just a little fun little aspect. But the, but another thing is 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 the gameplay again because you can there's like different weapons you can use like a great sword, a sword and shield, a spear, all these different weapons that you can upgrade by stuff you find. So you either it's a tough choice to either decide if you want to upgrade. Or if you want to uh, sell it, you know, the, and you can do an enchantments and all this other stuff. It's a, it's a pretty fun little game, you know. And once you once you kind of get into it, like I'm still just running around the first dungeon, and there's five dungeons that you can run around in, and I'm still running around in the first dungeon, and I I just really enjoy the the gameplay. It's just it's just it's just a fun little game, you know. It doesn't ask too much of you. Uh, you can really jump in and go. And so if you have not played it. Uh, so just picking it up out there. It's relatively cheap right now, probably about ten bucks, maybe a little less than that. Um, uh, this is definitely worth your time. Fun, fun, fun game. So yeah, I've just been playing a few again, just been playing a few um indie games that, that I picked up on this sale. So um if you haven't already, please check it out. You can get some like bargain basement games that that are really good. Really good. That Shadow of War game, the uh that 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 um hobbit or lord of the rings game it's like 13 dollars right now so that came out earlier this year so you can if you, if you feel like playing that game go ahead but tons of stuff right, right now tons of stuff 
So uh, that's it for me. So I'm going to throw it over to Joe. Joe, what have you been playing aside from Destiny? <laughs> oh, I'll talk about Destiny a little bit, too. Um, I'm just uh, grateful to get kind of caught up. Well, I haven't gotten to the 350 light level, but uh, we've been uh, at least gone through most of the Warmind content. I just got the sleeper stimulant not too long ago on there and uh, also uh, we're kind of diving into the forsaken content finished the forsaken campaign uh since the last time we recorded on there and then we're diving into some of the uh um you know post-game content as well so i'm still enjoying destiny quite a bit uh on there i'm grateful i'm only running one character now it seemed like before with the uh, first season or with the first year i should say um that it just was uh definitely something to where i could run more than one character but i've kind of given up uh trying to run multiple characters you know because of the fact that it's just way more time encompassing than it was before on there it's back to destiny one in that aspect so it is definitely a time sink to run multiple characters and i've tried it i've tried to go back to that and i just cannot i just can't do it because every time i think Hey, let me check out my hunter, or maybe check out a titan because because they play somewhat differently. Uh, some would say a lot differently, but it's just running through the content again seems like a slog when I've done so much with my warlock. So it's just kind of like I'm done. Don't need to do it anymore. And yeah, and I and I and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm already extracting the most of the value out of the game by doing what I'm doing. I can't imagine it doing multiply by three. Uh, only thing I'm debating about as far as running another character is to possibly to uh, fire it up on the PC and see how it looks on on Steam on Steam on uh, uh, Battle.net. Battle. Yeah, Battle.net. Yeah, yeah Battle.net. So, yeah, because I got it for free like a couple of months ago, and I, I have uh, been playing a little bit more on PC, which you know, basically for the last month I've put in 30 hours of Borderlands 2, so I'm circling back to that game on there, and I'm enjoying that quite a bit. I've been playing some multiplayer with my friends Dom and Nick. Uh, Nick is the uh, co-host of the uh, uh, BG Time Masters podcast I also do with uh, Chris Lefty Brown, and then, you know... We've been playing a little bit, and then I've been playing on my own, too. It's kind of like comfort food for me because I could throw it on. And even though Borderlands can be played multiplayer, it's like a single-player game for me. And it's like it's something to where it's on my PC and go on my little couch in my little gaming den instead of in the living room. And this kind of bring, brings in that mood for me a little bit for a little relaxation going on on there and as far as anything else i've been playing um i played this twin stick shooter called neurovoider uh, on steam but i also have it on psn but it's a basically a, it's a procedurally generated rogue like rpg shooter with tons of loot and uh gameplay is really smooth and um right now it's on sale on steam for less than five bucks so if you haven't got it either on PSN or on Steam, I would definitely recommend it. The The soundtrack is just kind of cool because it just reminds me of old, like, 80s techno on there as well. And then the levels seem like, you know, as far as it doesn't seem too hard, even though it is a roguelike, I haven't died. When I played, I saved my game on there, but you constantly are picking up different weapons and constantly leveling up your, um, you know, robot avatar on there so i'm looking forward to circling back and getting to that and uh 
I think since the last time we recorded too, we haven't get a chance to talk about our Black Friday deals and that kind of thing because it's been quite a bit of time since we <laughs> recorded. We did record a show. I know we didn't mention it at the beginning of the show, but uh, unfortunately, the recording got lost, and so we did uh, record a show that will never be released. Unfortunately, so <laughs> on there, go talking about the Game Awards and uh, the kind of funny games showcase on there, but. Uh, it's been so damn long since Black Friday. I don't even know what I picked up proper on it, on that. Even though I know it was the focus of episode ten on there, um, you know. But uh, you know, picked up uh, a few odds and ends on there. I think. Uh, how how was our Black Fridays, guys? Was it okay? I know Kevin, you were out of town, right? Yeah, I was out of town, but um, I picked up when I returned. I was still able to to take advantage of some of the deals. Um, I picked up a, a hard drive, so I got hard drive storage for my uh, computer. I got a four terabyte uh, external. I didn't get one for my console. Um, I just really didn't feel like spending that much money because <clears throat> there were some. I had some gifts that I want. There's some other gifts that I wanted to buy for other people, so. I said, well, let me limit this to just the uh, the hard drive for the computer, and I'll I'll probably wind up getting a external storage for my uh, console, uh, probably for my birthday. Uh, so I'll do that. Um, but as far as gaming wise, I picked up uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I picked up. Uh, on the Switch, I picked up the SN, uh, the SNK 40th Anniversary Edition arcade arcade anniversary, and I picked up the um, oh gosh, what is it? This the uh, uh, Namco Bandai um, their classic compilation on the Switch that uh, includes my favorite very variant of Galaga, which is Galaga 88. Preach so on, I man. picked. I picked that one up too. So, <laughs> uh, picked those two up, and I've had a chance to play both of those uh, somewhat. Somewhat. Go. Th- I haven't gone through all the games on both collections. Um, the Namco Bandai one, I can recall reading some uh, impressions saying that it felt uh, some people were not really into it because they felt that there were some games that should have been on there that weren't um there i i I, you know and then it's always a hard whenever you do these compilations there's always some games that people feel should have been in there and then there aren't there but um it had galaga 88 so (laughs) that's what i spent most of my time playing uh absolutely uh adore that game um uh, I think it's got it's got Dig Dug and it's got a few other games on there too. Some that I'm familiar with uh, from my time as an arcade rat back in the late '80s and early '90s, and uh, others that I was not I'm not familiar with at all. Um, I will say that the uh, the SNK edition, uh, like some of those games, don't age well, like Athena. Um, uh, Athena is like, uh, ooh, 
It's kind of like a, uh, for the, those of you that remember uh, Rastin or Rastar, I can't remember the name of it, where you're this like Conan looking dude. Yeah, yeah it's Rastin. Yeah, yeah Rastin. Uh, Athena is kind of like the female version of that, where you're kind of, it's like a little bit more cartoony, uh, kind of had, kind of looks like, uh, um, oh, what, what was that Genesis, that original, uh, gen, uh, not Genesis, but Sega Master System, is, uh, Sega Master System game, kind of, uh, Wonder World, World Wonder Kid, Boy? Wonder Boy, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a Wonder Boy look Alex to it. Kid. Yeah, Alex Kid. Yeah, kind of like a like that kind of look to it, but it, that yeah, that game does not <laughs> did not age well. But the reasons why I got it, I got it for um, uh, Guerrilla War. Uh, I got it for the Akari Warrior series, and that's the reason why I got the collection. And uh, thankfully, they made those games play like twin stick shooters which is awesome um uh, akari warriors in particular um there's really no way for those of you who are old men like me who may re- remember that game in the arcade had a rotating stick had a uh, uh, a five-way or a six-way stick that clicked and rotated so you as you rotated your your rambo looking dude uh to aim in, in different directions uh, you could move uh, opposite of the direction you were facing uh, by using that rotating stick. And there's no way to duplicate that on a con- console uh, control. Uh, so they substitute traditional or modern uh, twin stick shooter controls for those Akari Warriors games, and it, and it works excellently. It works very well. <laughs> So uh, I actually got to the end of Guerrilla War, which I forgot how much of a of a coin drain that game was. My goodness gracious, that game was so cheap. Uh, <laughs> but um, Akari Warriors, uh, I just brought brought back some some fond memories of uh, me uh, and my homie Damon at uh, uh, Blackbeard's. Uh, miniature park miniature golf park (laughs) yes and uh we spent we spent many an hour playing that game uh over there at blackbeards and it was just nice to to revisit those uh uh those arcade memories again uh it also has uh street smart uh, mm. Which is the precursor to the uh, Fatal Fury series. Some <laughs> um, uh, fighting game trivia there for you. So played Street Smart, another game that doesn't that didn't really age all that good, but uh, was kind kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting nonetheless. But uh, it's more like a historical historical document then it's a compilation but it's a compilation with meaning behind it because yeah. of uh, the fact that they wanted to kind of catalog all the games prior to neo geo mm-hmm. on the compilation in fact there's uh, you can download an additional 11 games that they weren't able to get to the cart um, before they had a chance to publish it so on there if you're interested in it uh, there is a a podcast uh, back in my play, the most recent episode with one of the developers, Mike Micah from Digital Eclipse, that, that put the compilation together that went in a lot of detail as far as what they did. And so I definitely would recommend picking it up 
on there. I picked it up. I haven't played it yet. My t- typical refrain, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking forward to playing it as well. You know, Akari Warriors, especially if they have the NES versions of those games on there, I think they do. Yeah, yeah I think I'd be all down down to win it. Mm-hmm. For those, Iron Tank was the one that just really sung to me too for NES and Crystallis too as well, which is their like Zelda, like uh, I wouldn't say wannabe. It's more like in that same genre on there. And I think that game stands up even today, in my opinion. So, what else have you been playing, Kevin? Um, well, uh, had went hung out with my in-laws the weekend prior to Christmas. Uh, and while there, I was able to play the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, they had un- already unlocked all the characters. Um, they had, they, and they had the whole, they had the whole setup. They had the GameCube controllers and the adapter. And then by the time we showed up, uh, so it was Sunday um, at my father-in-law's house. His uh, his stepkids were were in there playing and so i got a chance to jump in there and play with some ultimate and um the last smash brothers game i played was the one on the uh was smash brothers wii u i didn't spend a whole lot of time with it because by the time i bought the game um i with primarily with the intention of uh playing it with my nieces and nephew um by the time I got the game, it, it wasn't too long after that that I traded in my Wii U uh, and all all of the compo- games and all the components. So I really didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with it. But Ultimate is dope. Um, it's um, I I'm, I'm I'm sure it plays it plays just like all the other Smashes. I know some people that are heavy into the Smash scene. Uh, are really digging it because they're saying it has some things. It it, it plays a lot like melee. Uh, I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that into the Smash world that I would be able to pick up on because I didn't play Smash Melee, uh, the last one. Or if I did, I don't remember a whole lot about it. But the 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 last one that I played was the Wii U version and. Uh, Man, the, the the for whatever reason I don't know why, but this game really just kind of kind of clicks with me. It's really fun. Um, <clears throat> so we were playing uh, uh, versus three, uh, no items, and we we're just having a blast. Um, I think Incineroar is going to be my main. I have no idea who Incineroar is. I know he's a Pokemon. That's <laughs> that's the that's all I know about him. But he plays like he's a grappler, and he does wrestling moves. Like he does this. Uh, he'll set up a um, like a uh, like a wrestling rope and throw his opponent against it and do like uh, lariats and backdrops and pile drivers. <laughs> it is just. Uh, Incineroar is the man, so I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna wind up maining him. Uh, very fun character, of course. Curb all the all the the characters from uh, prior smashes are in the game. Uh, some, and I think there might be some characters that weren't in prior ones before. Currently in it, I know they're going to be adding Joker from. Um, uh, Persona 5 in the game uh, sometime in the future. 
So, but yeah, man, that game was a lot of fun. Um, it is a, uh, it'll test, it'll test the, uh, like, like all, for whatever reason, Nintendo first party games when played in a group atmosphere, test the limits of friendships, relationships, and family bonds because the salt, <laughs> the salt comes out very easily <laughs> with, uh, with those games. So, a lot of trash talking, a lot of good humored trash talking going on uh, playing Smash Ultimate. Uh, another game that does that is Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, yeah, that brings out a lot of salt too, uh, particularly with uh, in my family, both in my my in my extended family. Everybody's super competitive, and uh, it's just like, ah, why did you miss that? Why did you miss that shot? You know. <laughs> How did you? How did you get that pass? It's 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 a whole lot of fun uh, playing those in a group, those games in a group setting. So, uh, Smash Ultimate for sure is definitely. Uh, I don't have the game yet, but I'm definitely going to be uh, scooping that one up probably for my birthday. That'll be another one of those uh, uh, birthday gifts to myself. Uh, for those who don't know, my birthday is January first. Uh, sounds kind of neat, but it's not as uncommon as you might think. The last two jobs I've worked, there were multiple people at my job that had birthdays on January 1st, but it's still kind of cool anyway. Um, played EDF 5. I'm not very far in it. I just basically got through the tutorial. Um, EDF is the game where uh, you spend, uh, you walk around collecting different weapons to blow up giant insects from an invading alien force. And uh, EDF-5 is bringing some uh, new enemies to the fold with uh, giant uh, uh, bipedal frogs, uh, giant alien greys, and a few other uh, gross alien enemies uh, to blast and blow up into multiple pieces. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. I, I really need to get into that game. Uh, but as usual, I've been doing the Destiny 2 grind uh, along with you guys uh, playing the yep. Forsaken content. Uh, unlocked uh, two of the forges, working on the third forge, the uh, the Izanaki Forge. I think that's what it's called. Man, that is a grind and a half. Uh, and it's not... It's not as as fun as the prior as the first two. I mean, you're basically doing the same thing, but the Izanaki Forge is very specific in what you have. Like, you have to like I'm on a step now where I have to kill twenty Minotaurs in a specific area that spawn at a specific time. So I'm having to look up where these things spawn in at. And the other forges weren't weren't all that in depth. They weren't all that precise. So, the uh, m- my goal is I I want to get the blast furnace pulse rifle, which I've heard nothing but good things about. That's uh, a a black armory weapon. Uh, it's m- a lot of the the Destiny YouTube channels that I watch are basically calling it the weapon the best weapon in the game. Uh, so I want to get that and. Uh, Still working on one of my uh, uh, premier, what do they call it, uh, premier weapons. I've, I'm still working on the uh, breakneck uh, auto rifle, 
uh, from Gambit, and that that is a slog. <laughs> I have one little part of the point of the quest to do. I have to complete forty matches in Gambit, and Gambit is fun, but it's not something I can. It's not an activity that I can just grind through. Yeah, I agree with uh, So I'm I'm wind up winding up. The most I can really do is the most I've ever most Gambit matches I've done in one sitting is like four. And once I do like four, I, it's like, okay, this is, I, uh, <laughs> sounds like your guys, this taste of the uh, iron banner and, and crucible is the same thing too. Right. Well, you know, I mean, for me, it's, that's a little bit different. Cause for when, when iron banner has gear that I want, I don't, I'll, I'll grind through it. If for whatever reason, it's different. I actually like gambit. But I think Gambit matches take so long uh, that it, it just become it just becomes more it comes because just becomes a drag. Uh, I I don't know. Like uh, for whatever reason, for me, I can I can slog through multiple Banner matches if there if there's some gear that I want from Iron Banner. Right now, there isn't. Uh, but. If there is gear that I want, I can slog through it because the matches don't take that long. But Gambit matches take much longer, uh, especially if it's not a blowout. So if I if we if I'm on a team and we can't get that those first two victories and close the set close out the session out, then it's just like okay, so now we have to do a third round, okay, and it just gets uh, yeah, <laughs> just bogged me down. Yeah, do we want to talk about, too, the uh, activity we were doing last night that we had all wonderful opinions about? Mm. What was that? What was that we were doing? Oh, Uh, yeah, the Ascended Challenge. Yes. Yeah. Ascended Challenges can die in a freaking fire. Uh, F those Ascended Challenges. That's what I say. I had completely... I blocked it out of my mind because it's so horrendous. Yeah, it's an activity in the Dreaming City. If you guys don't know out there, uh, if you don't play Destiny, but uh, basically what it is is that the, um, you're given a quest from Petra, and uh, you have to drink this, uh, um, you know, Jamba juice or whatever you want, jungle juice, and to be able to see Liquid visions. Beer. A peyote, peyote on there, and then basically peyote? from the peyote. Okay, <laughs> but uh, you're able to see visions and basically go into the ascended realm on there and complete a quest on there. But uh, why don't you guys talk a little bit more about it? Because I never got to the actual. No, it's just you just have to even. jump. You have to follow Tolan, and you have to jump down and th- these these steps and it's just the the timing was weird and just seemed i don't know it was just like it was a jumping it was a jumping puzzle so you're jumping down to this ledge to these to this to this floating thing in blackness and then you have to fight this the spawns of shit that 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 appear and try to kill you that's fine it's just a problem that i was having is when you die because the, because the the rocks are turning so you can you have to time your jumps or you will hit the wrong side and it seems like it's it seems like if like i totally thought that i was going to have enough like cushion before i landed and i died and i was just like when i hit the ground and i was like how is this what and then it's just it's just it's just and then when you die they respawn you outside of the thing so you have to run through jump back to the portal and proceed to start the whole thing over again. It's ludicrous. It's just dumb. You know, mm-hmm. and you get to the bottom, and if you 
you know, and, I, and you, because, like, I made it the first time, and I was like, okay, this is fine, you know, not too bad. I made it the first time, followed him all the way down, got down, started killing the shit. I'm like, okay. And then I died. And I'm like, what? And then Joe was, because Joe had a problem. He was just like, oh, my God, it started me up the front. And I was like, what? I thought, oh, no, maybe maybe he's just, you know, bullshit me. Nope. When I died, I was outside, and I was like, are you kidding me? And I was just like, ugh. And then I proceeded to get frustrated as I was running through, trying to trying to jump down this these rocks to get to I don't know it was just it was just weird I was just like bleh it was just I was just bleh with it <laughs> yeah yeah it's very frustrating uh for me platforming in any first person game is an exercise in frustration yep uh that 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 game uh methodology that mechanic methodology just does not uh does not respond well to platforming in my opinion i mean um i was able to get down to the get down to the little uh gazebo of darkness down there in the bottom and you have to fight these two high level uh uh witches or 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 wizards wizards witches whatever they are and so I'm basically just kind of running around in this circle, kind of trying. Then they they constantly try to try to sandwich you in between so they can spam their uh their their arc bolts at you and just just fry you. Uh, so I'm just running around trying to dodge all that, trying to dodge these uh taken knights that randomly spawn in because you kill one. And then a bunch of taken knights come in. It's like, okay, this this is this is ridiculous. So I'm running around that, and basically I just got lucky. And uh, uh, I do I have the uh, blades of a thousand cuts on my hunter, and I just pop the last witch with uh, enough blades to kill her. Uh, cleared that section, and got a got a uh, what i got a pair of boots and a sword stuff that i have no interest in and don't need i'm trying to get the scout rifle uh from the dreaming city i forget what it's called that's the scout rifle i really want to get but i can't get the dang thing <laughs> but yeah <laughs> joe uh, didn't even make it down <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's and there's no real there's no real uh indicator of where you need to go it's just you're just in this darkness. You know you have to get down, but you're there. There's these uh, platforms that are, are. Is that a platform? Or is that just part of the environment that I'm going to fall through? There's some of that, and and the uh, it, again, you know, these rotating rocks. Sometimes if you hit it wrong, your character will just slide off into the into the murky depths, and it's just. Not very, in my opinion, not very well designed, not very well planned out. It's just frustrating just for the purpose of being frustrating. And it's something I I, I, I tried them once before solo. And it was even worse when you when you died and respawned outside of the uh, taken portal because of the section of the Dreaming City I was in. <laughs> I had to find these appearing and disappearing platforms just to get to the portal, jump on them, and then jump through the portal, and then try and get all the way down to to where I need to I need to to fight whatever it is. I never did get to that point where I actually fought what it is I was supposed to fight. Uh, I was just it was I was dying constantly. 
So, yeah, I, I completed one, and I don't think I'll ever do it again. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that's our our, our uh, ascended challenge impressions. But uh, other than that, I think the last game that I played, um, I played uh, Need for Speed Payback. Uh, that game is hot garbage. Uh, controls like all the cars control like crap. Uh, I was hoping that it would have like a little bit of a, uh, a, a burnout flavor uh, to it uh, from the standpoint of that uh, you can wreck other cars that, that kind of get in your way. But uh, no, it, the, the, the controls are terrible. The, the acting is just, my goodness, is, is beyond. It is something that if this was a movie, Mystery Science Theater 3000 would say, no, nah, this is too bad for us. Oh, wow. It is, yeah, oh, yeah, it is. The acting, the voice acting is absolutely abysmal. Um, so I got it for super cheap. Uh, that was one of my Black Friday uh, gets. And, uh, uh, yeah, um, that was money I could have probably better spent uh, flushing down the toilet. So that's my impressions of... Uh, Need for Speed Payback, and uh, that's what I've been playing since our last uh, since our last uh, recording. So um, we have a vessel line question letter, and our list listeners, you can send us your questions to gamingvessels at gmail dot com. Um, so uh, we're going to get into our, uh, our question that one of our listeners sent into us right now. And, uh, did you guys need, want me to read the letter or did, uh... oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, <laughs> right. It's kind of directed towards you actually. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. And quote unquote, this is saying, this isn't all, all in good fun. Uh, Kevin, 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 how are you going? Are you going to talk about only buying hard copy games and then turn around and talk about getting more storage on your PlayStation? Smiley face. I think you all understand my following point. But anyway, when we buy a game, no matter the format, we only buy the right to play that game in the comfort of our own home. And nowadays, unfortunately, many games are released on disc in an unfinished state. Uh, needing that one last download patch on their PC is essentially switched to digital only. Consoles will have a tougher time going to a digital only due to their significant market penetration and the poor internet infrastructure, data caps, and limited download speeds in rural areas. I grew up on the Atari 2600 and television and NES. I made the jump to all digital with the newest generation of consoles. I've grown to love digital only. Just my two cents. Love the podcast, especially given in many cases I have an opposing opinion. Another smiley face. Uh, on a side note regarding TVs, a few years ago I initially bought the top of the line Samsung, great 4K, HDR TV, amazingly low input lag by nose, juddering. It drove me bonkers. Yeah, hold on. I got to Okay. So when the LG B6 went on sale, I bought it and sold my Samsung to a friend who didn't really game. The LG B6 is an absolute wonder of a TV. Bright image, no juddering, just brilliant. Input lag is just fine. 
I have seen zero burn-in. If I were in the market for a new TV, then I would absolutely find a way to my hands on the LG uh, C8. Uh, one last point. If you're going to spend money on an amazing TV, then make sure you see can see the resolution difference. An uh, example, viewing distance needed to distinguish a 4K image. Don't short yourself with the 55-inch if you're too far away from the TV set on there. So for C8 uh, review and viewing distance calculations. You could check out ratings.com, which is R T I N G S.com. All three of us here have checked out that site quite a bit. Uh, cheers, Will Isaiah 6 8. Uh, Postscript uh, when EDF comes out, we all need the co op. So take it away, Kevin. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I get your point on digital, um, but here's the thing, though. Uh, when I buy a game on disc, I can take that game uh, and I can trade that game. I can loan that game. I can sell that game. Um, until systems like that are available on digital, and although it's rapidly dying out i.e the best buy gamers club unlocked um until i get those 10 15 20 percent discounts consistently on the console digital side i will continue to buy physical uh, anytime it presents itself for for the reasons that i just uh laid out um and yeah even though you're uh i still need storage because even though I'm buying the disc, uh, the data is is fully downloaded to your hard drive. So, you know, whether it's digital or it's physical, you still need that hard that hard drive space because, unfortunately, the games are not spooling from the the optical drive. They are pulling from the hard drive, and the disc is just a means of uh, license. Uh, uh, legitimate uh, legitimizing purposes so verification verification yeah so i get it um but until i can get digital prices on the console side i mean uh, that the physical prices from the brick and mortar stores are still offering yes those opportunities uh, that window of opportunity is rapidly closing i get that but until that becomes the reality where i can forget digital games that i'm no longer playing i can exchange them for some sort of uh discount on a future purchase maybe um i'm going physical uh because i'm old school and i like having my collection uh on the shelf and looking at it and seeing it um i'm not i'm not so lazy that i <laughs> i can't get up a few feet and Put a disc inside of my console, uh, and I understand there's a lot to be said about the convenience for digital. I get that. No need to get up and and put a disc in and, and do all that. I'm not that lazy. I'm very lazy in many other ways, but I'm not. I'm not that lazy. Uh, so, uh, I for me at know. least, I could see. Your point, Raphael. Um, I mean, if I wasn't concerned about collecting things, you know, it's much easier just to spool it right off the system. I could totally see to where that might be a more of a point of a convenience on there. But uh, 
Um, I kind of drew the line in the sand uh, not too long ago, and I have decided that I'm only going to be collecting at least current gen right now for PS4, and everything else has fallen by the wayside. So it's like having physical versions of games for the Switch or um, Xbox One. Obviously, PC, I'm not going to be able to collect anything physical anyway, but uh, just like Kevin said, I by you not having the ability to be able to you know, buy a game and be able to trade it or do something else with it, at that point in time it's just it's it's really hard i look at the games as being you know in a way a commodity that i can do what i want to do with it just in case if i decide i don't want to play that game anymore or do anything like that when you're buying digital especially on a 60 dollar price tag it's just you feel like a sucker sometimes you know you, you basically laid out i know i know Desmond, you mentioned to me a few months ago that you bought the uh, game technomancer and you thought you would like it you bought it played a couple like maybe an hour or two and you just didn't didn't care for it and you're out that money and there's nothing you could do about it <clears throat> and i bought that game twice so yeah that was the thing i was trying really hard to do something different and explore and i was just like nope it was <clears throat> it was a waste of money and so now i own that game for forever and it's like <sighs> there, there needs to be different policies at least on the console side i know steam you're allowed to play a game at least up to two hours and not ask for a refund uh, now i know microsoft's a little bit uh, more um uh laid back than sony sony is pretty hardcore about not refunding things and basically saying that you bought it you bought the licenses for it and too bad so sad there's a thing on psn i wound up buying I was trying to download a demo for fist in the north star uh the game that just came out you know, from sega on the ps4 and i wound up uh purchasing the game versus downloading the demo for it. i was intending on just downloading the demo and my computer did something funky and pretty much i bought the game a whole hog outright for 60 bucks and uh, i tried contacting the customer service and was told too bad so sad because you got that pre-order uh like theme and some avatars with it and so basically we're you're screwing us out of the avatars and the themes by us refunding your 60 bucks on there because there's no way for them to get that, those download codes back uh, once once it's purchased pre-ordered on there so so that much to my chagrin it's like you know if it's going to be a um a more uh, open marketplace like on pc then i could definitely see to where i could buy console games all digital and if i want a collectible from a game i could go buy an art book or buy, go buy a figure or something like that i don't necessarily need you know all the bells and whistles you know it just seems like uh, nowadays where back in the day you got like you know 50 page color manual you got like you know all sorts of things just buying the regular release you know so what's your feelings on this whole subject uh, desmond what about your art books i know <laughs> you know that's just the thing or no it's not your art books your steel cases steel case steel book I know. Yeah. I, I love I love my steel book. As far as for PS4, I've been trying to collect all steel books, at least for games I care about. So yeah, so those are absolutely the uh, um, alpha omega between that and buying everything all digital. For the fact that not only you want the case, you want a specialized case. You know, so, yeah. You know. Well, for me, it's just it's it's gonna like digital is the way of the future, and it's just you know. That's just kind of how it is. So it sucks. It really sucks. But, you know, for those options. But but it's just, you know, when you have 
and you have a major brand a major video game manufacturer or video uh platform manufacturer telling us you know they're thinking about doing a, a system that has no optical dr- uh disk drive i mean come on you know if they're even contemplating that then you you know you got to think that it's a certainty that they're probably going to end up doing it you know so um so i'm just very hard trying to you know kind of wrap my head around it and think about what that uh what that entails you know um and i mean do i want it to be like that no you know i i do like going over your house and looking at your library and it's a and it is a it is a point of um of pride to be able to say like look at all the games that i have and look what i have look, look at the collection and it's just you know there's going to be those people that are just like i have this game i love this game i play these games and they're and it's going to be it's going to become like a status symbol or something in which people are going to say like i own the physical copy of this game and it's gonna you know make certain make certain games spike even more or something but but um i i just think that it's going to be the way of the future and we just kind of have to you know kind of grapple with that you know it's just kind of this is kind of what it's going to be like and and for me i mean i could kind of take it or leave it honestly you know i know i know you guys are like you know no from my cold dead hands you know but it's like <laughs> you know but i'm kind of like eh, you know i hate i hate to circle back to microsoft's press conference back in 2013 when they uh um, brought out the Xbox One and the whole game sharing and all that stuff, but uh, they might have been onto something because they had an initiative that allowed some sort of credit to, for you to be able to trade in your games digitally to them uh, once you purchase the game off the Xbox Marketplace. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at the time, I was like, "Oh my God, don't take away my physical games, you sucker!" Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like um, that's one of the kind of things that you know Sony got a lot of momentum during that e3 and you know you know dare you take away my physical games and so it's like uh it might have been something where you know if it was presented in a different way might have been a good thing on there but uh, i think uh, the messaging during that the e3 presser for microsoft pretty much was the the reason why they got so much you know blunt feedback from the communities well, i think it was just a little too soon you know yeah, i think so too yeah. you know but i mean this is this is where the technology is is going it's just much easier to do it you yeah. know than i mean think about the material costs that they will be saving by doing it this way i mean more more profit for them hopefully they kick down the pro <laughs> the cost differential to us with the price of new games but well, you know you never know i mean i yeah. would hope that they would do some shit like that but you never know never you know. know you never know all right. Do we have anything to add as far as this is a recommendation for TVs? I know we talked I have about no recommendations for televisions. I'm so bad at that stuff. Well, you you're gonna buy the um the TLC TV eventually. At some right? point, at some point, yeah. I'm probably going to. I kind of put it on the back burner. I was just kind of like me, <laughs> me. Yeah, I'm looking at the Samsung C uh uh, uh the Samsung Q7 Q7F. That's probably going to be the set that I wind up with. Um, uh, the C8 OLED, I'm I still have reservations about burning. Uh, I know a couple of people who 
there's there are some people that have had no burn-in issues at all and there are some people that have had burn-in issues and there is a uh, a ratings uh, experiment that they did with the C the last year's C7 and this year's C8 uh, TVs in which burn in appears to be like a like a per unit issue like some units didn't have any burn in other units did and I don't know if they don't know if there is like a slight variation in the manufacturing process at LG or what the issue is. And I, that's a fairly high end TV and I would feel really ticked off if I put that kind of money down and came back with burn in. Plus the, uh, the, um, the Q7F has a low, even lower input lag. It's like in the, it's in the, like the teens It's right there with the Vizio and the, uh, the TCL sets with that. So, <clears throat> Yeah, for myself, I just picked up this year a Vizio P-Series Quantum, and so I'm super happy with my TV. It's uh, uh, pretty much uh, rated very well in ratings, and so I kind of was weighing back and forth for months, but uh, I'm happy with my purchase on there, so I'm probably not going to be upgrading anytime soon. So, And my... The way the way my gaming room is set up, or actually my 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 family room rather uh there's not a whole lot of distance between where i sit in my tv and my entertainment center really with everything on there uh with all my consoles on the top really can only support a a tv uh, under 60 inches without you know comfortably without me worrying about the thing falling off so um I don't need a TV bigger than 60 inches. So a 55 from my viewing distance will do me just fine. So I don't, I don't need a 65 or 68 or 72, <laughs> whatever, whatever the, the screen sizes above 55 are these days. I don't need something that, that big so I can save money there uh, just because of my entertainment center, the one that I have, and I just don't feel like spending, putting out the money to replace that because it's working fine. And I don't have the way my room is set up. Um, I'm, I'm the distance between where I sit on my couch and where my TV is, is perfectly fine. It's, uh, about maybe three, three and a half feet at the most. So I'm, I'm, perfectly happy with 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 that <clears throat> for 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 that screen size so again thanks a lot isaiah 68 for your feedback thank you for listening to the show yes thank uh, you yes uh we appreciate it for appreciate it. you gave us some good uh uh material to banter about with back and forth and uh with that we're going to get into our Game of the Year uh, Deliberation. Joe, why don't, the way we're going to do this for our listeners is we're just going to start with uh, with our number three, our number two, and our number one, and then give our honorable mentions. So we're just going to do, the, do that round robin style. Uh, so, Joe, you want to kick that off for us? Okay. 
Oh, first off, I'll mention my honorable mentions. I'll kind of, you know, create some um, intrigue as far as what games I actually did uh, select. But uh, my honorable mentions for 2018 include games uh, Donut County, which I had quite a bit of fun with, even though it's shorter than shorts, like three hours long. I think what you know, when you came over for Thanksgiving, Desmond, you, me, and Paul sat down and beat that game just <laughs> within one setting. It was so setting. much fun, though. It was so silly. I don't I don't know what we were doing. We were just talking or listening to something or just, I think we were just bullshitting while we were playing that game and then we just kind of oh, yeah, passed no, the controller around. It was just, and, I, and it's not a party game, but we made it into a party game. Yeah. When you play a raccoon and basically the whole premise and the story of the game is that uh, uh, you're delivering donuts, you're delivering holes in the ground that suck things through, uh, basically um, taking uh, the all the trash, quote unquote, all the buildings in this particular fictional town away for this uh, big raccoon lord trash king on there. So and there's some resolution at the end with the uh, the trash king to be able to restore the town to its former glory, quote unquote, on that. So uh, other games that kind of um, I wanted to mention that I liked and played during the year, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is the 8-bit version of the upcoming uh, Bloodstained game that's coming out in 2019 on there. Uh, very 8-bit Castlevania-ish game. Reminds me straight up of playing a uh, distilled new version of drag, uh, Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse on there, so that is uh, something I enjoyed playing quite a bit. The Next Machina, which is the game from Housemark, uh, great twin-stick shooter, uh, designed from Eugene Jarvis, and one there's a collaboration with him, and uh, unfortunately it didn't sell too well on there, but it's a definitely... Um, very well made twin stick shooter in the vein of uh, Robotron or um, Smash TV. It's like the current gen version of that kind of feeling on there. And then Hang Adventures is a game I kind of played just as a. Basically, the game is just Super Buster Brothers, and, and it's called Pang Adventures just because of the fact that Pang was the name of the game in Europe on there. But you basically play a game where you're shooting a. a arrow gun to shoot and kill bubbles and the arcade puzzler from back in the day. I think you guys remember Super Buster Brothers from back in the day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And some of the, that, you know, some of those games basically were just my kind of way to kind of blow off steam and the, you know, things are going kind of cray-cray in my personal life a little bit, so especially with uh, Next Machina, Pang Adventures, and then my number three. My number three game actually did not come out in 2019, but I'm throwing it in there anyway because I feel like it was the game for me for a few months on there. Um, I remember trying to pack up my house. I was selling my house due to my divorce, and basically I only kept a uh, PlayStation 4 and a couple games like kind of out and uh, one of the games I kept out was uh, Everybody's Golf on there. So that's my number three, and it's just because of the fact that it's so relaxing. Played every night with Kevin, of course, you know, and uh, you know I haven't even got to the end of that game. It's some game I'm going to circle back uh, during the holiday sale. Uh, they have all the courses on sale for like three bucks each. I wound up uh, just putting out my my uh, greenbacks and picking up all the courses and opening up the rest of the game on there so I do want to circle back but uh, uh, just because of the fact that it was just something to take my mind off everything else that was going on in my life at the time that the, the game is just even though it was released September 2018 I'm um, 2017 and it's still going to be one of my games of the year for that reason so 
Okay. So, Daz, what are your honorable mentions in number three? Okay, so my honorable mentions are um, the indie, some of the indie titles that I played and really, and really, really enjoyed that came out uh, this year. And uh, one of those would have to be um, Moonlighter. Moonlighter was a lot of fun. I I really, really, really have enjoyed it. I thought, you know, this is a game, you know, as a roguelike. It was one of the ones that I just was really like, you know, this is really fun. I don't know. It's just, it's just very entertaining. And it's just kind of cool to, like, come in, run a couple of dungeons, get some stuff, sell it. I don't know. It's just the, 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 the loop is very satisfying. So so I've, I really, really enjoyed that game. Um, another one or, or the last one that I'd have to say would be, um, uh, and I had a, oh, a Donut County, <clears throat> same thing, you know, I really, I don't know, like, that was just a fun little game that, like, everyone can play, it's very hip, it's very, it's very now, it's just, it's just a fun little, little, little game that you can just run around and, you know, just kind of, like, move stuff around and, I don't know, just the way they talk to each other and and everything. Know, it's, it's, it was just a fun little, fun little time waster, and I think that's the best kind of games is is when you can just kind of sit around and you know they're not so daunting that you have to be like, oh my god, you know, but but also so good that you can just kind of like you can just kind of turn away from it for for a little while and just be like, you know, this is pretty good, you know, I, I enjoy this, this is fun, blah 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 blah, and, and just and just keep going. So, uh, so my number three game that I would have to say, uh, that I just enjoyed quite a bit would have to be, um, I know this is going to be crazy, but I'm going to have to say Monster Hunter World, uh, is my number three game right now. Um, it started off strong. If you if we if we'd have had this back in January when it was released, I know it was my most anticipated game on our on our preview show when we were thinking about our anticipated games. But as it as it stands right now, like I like the game, but it's just, you know, it's just not it's like it's just it's just different, you know. It's just it's just it's a fun game, but it's just not it's it's just you know, I I enjoyed it, but but its legs it it just it just did not have the legs, you know, as as I hoped that it would. Yeah, you understand that, right, Joe? For sure, man. I understand. You know, that was just a thing. You know, just just that Monster Hunter. I, I know it should be higher, but but if I'm gonna be specific, if I'm gonna be super honest with you, super super honest with you, um, it would have to be Monster Hunter. Uh, and I'm eagerly anticipating monster hunter 2 or or them having um a little bit more stuff going on in the uh and and not to say that they don't have a lot of stuff going on it's just kind of just one of those things where i'm just really i don't know i just just want a little bit i don't know i just want a little bit more i wanted a little bit more from it i really enjoy what i played and the time that i spent with it but it's just you know, nothing that, that I was so like, oh my god, I gotta I gotta go back to it, you know. Nothing that's not like running tempered like, you know, versions of the uh, elder dragons or anything that wasn't well, like you know. No, I, I didn't when I just that's, that was the thing though, it's just like that was just certain that was just that was just things that I just did need to do, you know. Something I don't know, something maybe it was just something about the grind that was a bit different. But you know, but I, I enjoyed what I played, you know. 
So well, I'll probably end up playing it again at some point. But oh, there's an expansion coming out. Uh, Iceborne, I think, is the name of it. If I'm mistaken, it's it's coming out in September of uh, 2019. Well, there you go. Okay, so I'll be I'll be playing it. So that was mine. So what about you, Kev? Um, well, for me, my honorable mentions are going to be Destiny, the Forsaken uh, uh, DLC for Destiny 2 for myriad of reason, reasons that have already been expressed by all, by all three of us on this show uh, countless times. It's just a fun game. Uh, there, it's a grind. There's a grind to it, but uh, uh, it still has its better parts, and it still has its worst parts, just like any game I would imagine of of this scope. So, uh, but it, it's it, it's the game that I've spent most of my time in this year, <laughs> for better or for worse. Uh, it, 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 that is just where the the bulk of my gaming time. Uh, has has and continues to be to be spent. Um, my other honorable mention is Fist of the North Star: Lost Paradise. Um, Fist is one of those licenses that it, it 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 holds that very special place in my uh, otaku soul uh, because just like Dragon Ball, in many respects, it was what got me started getting me into anime uh specifically the movie and uh fist uh <clears throat> lost legacy captures the essence of that license so perfectly using the um yakuza game engine and playstyle so effectively um uh, in bringing this license to life <laughs> Uh, you, for those who don't know, uh, um, you are kid. She play the role of Kishiro. This this is in a post apocalyptic world where uh, masters of these forbidden martial arts have uh, taken their taken their taken you know planting their flags as you know post apocalyptic dictators in some instances and kings and queens and you know ruling over the uh, uh, the weakened g- surviving general populace, uh, and uh, uh, Kishiro has uh, 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 is the inheritor of the Hokuto Shinkin style of martial arts. And basically, if he touches you, your parts of your body just blow up. You know, he don't even really have to really punch you hard, square. You know, uh, just a glancing blow could sever an artery. It, it's just, just over-the-top, bat-crap, crazy stuff. Um, and it was one of those licenses that got me into anime. And this game captures the essence of Fist in a way that is just absolutely on point. Um, there are some odes to God Hand, which is still my favorite game ever. Uh, so good. Ever, ever. <laughs> There are some some obvious odes to God Hand and some of the side quests that you do, uh, and, and it is just it is just a a fantastic game. Uh, the only reason it's not taking a place in my top three is because I haven't I, I haven't finished it. 
I'm I think I'm about like maybe halfway, maybe a little bit more than halfway through the game. Um, I just beat Zowser. Uh, and if I'm thinking correctly about Zowser, you, you, Kid Shiro deals with Zowser probably right around the midway point of the movie. Th- this game does not follow the movie at all. Um, it has characters from the movie, but it's an original story uh, surrounding this this post-apocalyptic city called uh, Paradise City, which is kind of like a post-apocalyptic uh, Las Vegas, and uh, Kid Shiro's going there, is looking for his uh, his bride to be that was stolen from him, um, and uh, it, it's it's man, it, it is just a, a, a fun game, and uh, you. You you punch people in the face and kick people in the gut and they blow up in a very grotesque and yet animated uh, fashion. Um, it, it is just it, and it's it, and the the odes to God Hand are you get this ability as these as as the as your enemies die as their heads explode they'll say oh crap or, oh my oh no and you can pick up their shouts. And use their shouts as weapons, you know, like like uh, like clubs. <laughs> so some guy before so his silly. head explodes says, you know, oh crap, and you you pick up these oh crap, you know, the words off the ground, mm. and you start smacking other folks upside the head with it. It is so awesome. Um, it, it, it's probably the game that. A fun factor alone, it 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 probably is the game that I had the most fun with this year, probably, and that and that and that I I say that reluctantly, but man, if you if you if you like a good beat 'em up, a good bloody beat 'em up, if you're familiar with Fist of the North Star, uh, at in any way, shape, or form. Get this game. It, it it is a it is a requirement. <laughs> it is a requirement. Um, my number three is Monster Hunter World. Um, for similar reasons uh, to to what you stated, Des, um, the concept of Monster Hunter I have always liked. I did not like the mechanics of that game. Um, was not a fan of the, cause I know Joe, you've introduced a couple different variants of the game to me in the past. I just could not get into those mechanics, uh, meaning, oh, I need to drink this elixir. So I'm stuck in this animation, uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm getting smacked upside. And I understand this is what monster hunter is about, but the idea of monster, monster hunting you know, fighting giant monsters—that's right up my alley, man. I, you know, and I—I I, I felt like I should have been in love with this series from the jump, but the mechanics were just so sluggish. Um, it, it, I just couldn't get into it. Monster Hunter World kind of uh, smoothed a lot of those mechanics out for me. You still had, you know, animations where you're drinking your potion. You have to be you know, cognizant of that, but it just seemed that the the means in which you executed those those functions were just a little bit more streamlined. Um, 
I, I I like the weapons. I like the the uh, my mine was the uh, I can't remember what it's it's that that uh the bat the 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 it was the axe the the sword and the it was shield the switch thing. axe yeah the switch well not the switch axe it's the uh the yeah the shield or the sword oh um, and you could combine them yeah. into like this this double this two handed axe thing I remember you know power move I forget what it's called and the bow. Uh, those two are my my two weapon classes that I used, and and the the only downside that I can think of with Monster Hunter World, I agree with you also, Des, is that the game just didn't seem to have the legs that I was hoping it would it would have. I think part of that was at least for the weapon classes that I was using the uh, the gems that really allowed you to get the most out of your weapons didn't come till after the game was over. You know, where you when you're going back and just farming for the sake of farming, you got the opportunity to get the those those gems um, that augmented your abilities to a point that really would have made fighting some of those elder dragons a more uh, uh, not necessarily easier, but more efficient. Because um, I played just 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 the way it worked out. I played most of that game solo. Um, and, and I would call in people just, just, just on the random to help me out with stuff that was just exasperating to me. Uh, but I didn't get those key gemstones that really helped bring out the abilities of the classes that I was using until the game was over. The campaign was over and there really wasn't an, an, uh, didn't feel a need to go back and, and, and grind. You know, once I got those those gems, it's like, gee, I wish I would have had these gems, you know, uh, two two chapters ago. <laughs> that, that would have been great, you know. But uh, hopefully, if they come up with a sequel or or build upon Monster Hunter World uh, uh, and build it up as a platform, then uh, hopefully there'll be uh, a, a reason for me to go back into that world because it's great. Because it made a genre that I should have loved uh, very interesting and from a mechanics from a mechanic standpoint very enjoyable for me, uh, whereas prior variations of that game just were not. So that that's why Monster Hunter World's my number three. So uh, I guess we um, <clears throat> uh, was. It's my, it Joe, it's my turn. Joe, you're up next. Was, you're, up, you're at bat. Okay. I was waiting for you to uh, throw me the cue, but uh, I'll throw my own cue <laughs> on this one. So uh, my up, number, number two for this year is uh, the game we've been talking about quite a bit in the last uh, few months, uh, Destiny 2 on there, especially uh, Forsaken on there. So, And the reason why it's been my number two is just like uh, once I jumped back into this series with both feet forward on there i took a little break between all of my uh, personal issues on there and i pretty much uh, stopped playing the game for monster hunter world and it's just the point that uh, i kind of after the curse of osiris dlc kind of just had my fill i know at your point desmond you were kind of uh done with destiny 2 at all like you weren't gonna play i did not because lo- i didn't like osiris 
that much. I thought it was weak. I thought I did the I did the campaign. I just thought it was whack. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. And, you know, and uh, and yeah. And it wasn't until yeah, that's just yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So at least for me though, I mean, from what I played of the series, the series has been like constantly on my top three. Like it's been a series that's in my top ten of all time as far as games are concerned. I'm just talking about the Destiny series in general on there and still you know the game is coming along quite a bit uh they brought the game back to where uh there's a lot of elements from destiny one in destiny two now especially with the god rolls on the weapons but it's not so overwhelming that it's a point that you know it's a it's a point that you don't feel like you know it's not worthy i remember back in destiny one days especially in getting weapons and just waiting for the damn crypt arc to decode something and you know as of late i've kind of just feeling those same feelings though because it's like i've been getting these uh same weapons over and over and over and over like just on constantly on repeat so hopefully they work on uh varying the loot up a little bit or you know as far as the god rules on each weapon to be able to compare the particular attributes uh, that you know everything can't you know there might be more attributes out there other than rampage and like you know zen moment or whatever the god tier um attributes for a particular weapon you know it's just a little different in differing um weapon styles and that kind of thing so i've been picking up the bow as of late too so that's been something that has kind of opened my eyes a little bit and so but overall though destiny 2 still up in my business still um very prominent in my gameplay and it is my number two for this year so okay all right so for me because i think that i'm number two in all this is i would agree with joe destiny 2 is my number two as well um, only because I I judge things on on how much va- uh, how much time I've been spending with them and how much time, you know, I actually spend with, you know, with 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 my friends. Pretty much, I play games. Now it seems like I play games more more so as as a communications tool to hang out with people. Um, and and if I have a game that allows me to do that more, you know, then I'm op- I'm apt to play it. Uh, a lot more and destiny has really done that for me like i you know play with you guys uh for quite a while um and it's just great like we we kind of i don't know it's 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 like we hang out we kick it uh and after it was forsaken and really it was the forsaken uh dlc that really got me back because it, it seemed like that was the only story content that was compelling i thought osiris was a joke um mm-hmm. i thought Warmind was okay but they never really explained who rasputin really is to to an extent and i know there's lore cards and all this other bullshit but i'm like no like i don't want to i don't want to see my lore as cards i want to I, I i want to be told I, I i play a story to to i play a game in order to see and feel and hear the story you know that's that's why i play these games and so when they were you know and i didn't really care about rasputin you know uh like i I just didn't care about the character and it's like you know we're gonna do this and i'm like well okay you know (laughs) so but it was when this whole thing with Cade and and um 
like I loved I loved the Taken King. I thought the Taken King was 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 fantastic, and the Taken and, and you know Oryx and all that. I loved that. I was like, this is really like, oof. Yeah, I just really like liked it, and I was just I was just really enamored by it. And then and then when the when the Queen died, and, and like the whole Queen and and her brother and all like all that mess. Like I enjoy that. It's like hella soap opery and stuff, but I I enjoyed the hell out of it. So I was like, yes, let's do this. Um, and so when they started doing some other stuff, I was just like, screw that noise. So, <laughs> but then you know the Forsaken came back and it started talking again about people who again you know were in the first one, uh, did more stuff in the first one and and had more of a direct uh relationship with you and and the character and, and the character because you actually went and did stuff with them and you know every so often in the original game it's like. You know, Rasputin, you know, something fell out of the sky. We got to go take care of this. And you're like, okay, you know, <laughs> okay, sure. I don't know. It, it, it just, it just seemed like it made more, I don't know. Just, it's, it's like the, the, the story started to, 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 to congeal a lot more, uh, with Forsaken. Um, and I just started, I like, I really was just into it. Like I was fucking into it. I was like, oh, and then we were playing those missions and and i was just like oh what's going on with you know with Cade and you know and olden what's going on and like and they're turning out to be the you know that that weird demon and then you know the ahamkara and, and you know riven and and she was taken and you're like oh crap you know because you hear about the ahamkara and you're like oh they, they were hiding one and so i don't know it's just it's just it's just the whole story around the, the 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 whole story around it was for me i i really enjoyed and so like and i'm just loving the um the uh the taken the 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 force the uh sorry the awoken area and the dreaming city like that whole area is just <clears throat> amazing to 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 play in i wish it was bigger but you know but it's still grand i don't know i just i i, I <clears throat> i'm really into this game right now you know uh will it last who knows probably not but i would hope not uh, there's other games to play so <laughs> so but, but that that was my number three because you know hey i like games Number two, you mean? Number Sorry, two. my number two. Sorry, my number two. Okay. Well, uh, my number two is going to be Spider-Man. And uh, for similar reasons to why I enjoyed uh, Fist of the North Star so much, uh, I used to be an avid comic book fan. I have not read a comic book in, pretty, in a little over 25 years, so... Uh, I don't know what's going on in the Marvel universe uh, right now. Uh, my my the, the the universe that I'm more familiar with is what's going on in the movies, and I haven't even seen all the movies. I'm just not I'm just not as big of a, of a comic book uh, person as I used to be. I got more into gaming, um, and I I just really didn't like the the direction that a lot of comic the the uh, well, Marvel. I really, I, I never really read DC other than Batman, uh, but I, I just really wasn't digging the direction that Marvel was taking with a lot of his characters. So I just kind of got out of it, you know, about twenty five years ago. So I just stopped reading them pretty much altogether. But Spider Man uh, on PS Four is just one of those games where I think the game captures the essence of the character uh, in a way that you just almost, you, you, you rarely see nowadays. Um, the way Spider-Man fights, 
uh, the way he moves through the city, whether he's swinging through the city or uh, uh, moving over obstacles, uh, around obstacles, you, you, envi- you can envision the panels, the, the panels that I, or at least in my mind, the panels that I used to read uh, of Spider-Man in his many adventures, I the way he plays in the game is the way I would imagine him moving in the comic book. And to me, they captured the essence of Spider-Man, the action hero, just perfectly. The same way that the Yakuza team captured the essence of Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. It is just obviously... This team involved over at Insomniac had had experience, had a love for the character, for the license, and it came through in the way the game was presented. Uh, the story was really good. The gameplay, which is why I play games, uh, uh, story is important, but I'll play a great game with a crappy story over a crappy game with a great story any day of the week uh, because that that's why I have a Kindle, you know, I'll read, <laughs> I'll, I'll read a great story. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I buy games to play them. Uh, so uh, fortunately, uh, Spider-Man had both uh, excellent gameplay mechanics uh, and an excellent story. Uh, is it perfect? No. Uh, like all superhero games, it, it comes to a point where, okay, in the context of the, of the Marvel Universe, why is a street thug with a riot shield blocking Spider-Man's punches and kicks? That makes no sense. <laughs> um, you know, whether pulling his punches or not, a regular dude with a riot shield is not going to be an issue for Spider-Man. He's just going to punch through that shield, knock the dude out, and continue on his way. Uh, there are some things with hero with hero or super-powered people games that mechanically haven't been fully fleshed out or figured out yet. Um, and I would imagine maybe there is no way to do that, or maybe they're, they just haven't come up with a more creative way uh, but you know, there are some things in the game that don't make sense, but I think overall in, in, in the, you know, in the context of Spider-Man, you know, being, uh, being, a, a, a super powered, uh, hero, but overall the game is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, his web slinging, uh, utilizing his web slinging in combat and you're doing all this stuff yourself. There's very few what I would consider quick time events in the game. When those quick time events do pop up, it's a cinematic aspect of a story mission. You know, the, the gameplay session is pretty much over and you're just, you know, doing, it's just one more thing to add to the excitement, you know, crescendoing this, this uh, boss fight or this story, uh, element that has taken place so um it's not quick time event ish like like which was uh, common in a lot of action games before it but you know the world new york is surprisingly detailed um 
the pe from the people on the street, you know, the traffic. There's traffic. You see traffic jams as you're swinging around. Uh, tons of dialogue amongst NPCs, and they react to you as they see you doing your thing. I mean, Insomniac put a lot of time into those small details, you know, that in many games of this type would go uh, less addressed, and understandably so, because the focus is Spider-Man. The focus are the villains he's fighting. The focus are, you know, the dudes that he's beating up, you know, that, 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 that make up the, the, these components of the mechanics of the game. Uh, but they put a lot of time into these NPCs and people walking around on the street and, and it really shows through in, in the final product. Um, I have the first DLC purchased. I have not played it, but I'm going to buy the other two, uh, and play them. Uh, once I can, can, can get, get, take a, a break out of break away from Krakeny. Uh, but it, you know, the, the game just was just phenomenal. Um, and that's why it is my, it is my number two on the, on my list for game of the year. So Trader Joe, what is your number one? Uh, my number one, we talked about it. You've talked about it. Desmond's talked about it. My number one for the year surprise 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 is monster hunter world i kind of flip-flop between this game and destiny as far as my game of the year and uh it just seems like the circumstances and uh, at the beginning of this year that uh we all went whole hog on the game and um both myself uh, my ex-wife were playing quite a bit of this you know and um you know out of the three of us i'm the only one that hasn't beaten the game and i still want to go back and finish the campaign and then get my um character ready for um, the new expansion coming out on there and uh, i've been debating going back and forth about getting going back into the game i'm also bought um, monster hunter generations ultimate for the switch and so i'm thinking as a good palate cleanser to go back to the more old school style that i know you despise kevin <laughs> but it's more of a, <laughs> a familiar um thing to me to play in that aspect to be able to have to deal with those animations and that kind of thing or that that was monster hunter for me the monster hunter 3 uh, ultimate on the wii u uh was this is like a phenomenal game same thing with the i didn't play monster hunter 4 ultimate that much in comparison between three ultimate i know that me and you desmond especially with three ultimate we got in whole hog on that game and so so many monster hunter games i know i know uh, but Monster Hunter World, to me, at least for the time that I played it and what I enjoyed and what I encountered playing a lot of multiplayer, a lot of single player going back and forth uh, between all the different monsters in the game, I felt that they did an excellent job in bringing forth the uh, formula in a new way so that people out there can enjoy the game, but at the same time still retain the same essence of the game. Um, just more refined on there, a little bit better off in that aspect. And so, uh, you know, and if we played quite a bit with a lot of people in our community, including what uh, Jason and Rachel on there. Um, I know with uh, Gerald Ocon, we played a bit, I believe. 
on there. So, I mean, I enjoyed the game from when it was. It was burning red hot at the time that we were playing it. I definitely enjoyed what I played, and it's something to where I'm thinking with the um, new expansion that we'll definitely be dipping back into that, and we'll have to really, really see what they add to that. I was expecting more. I mean, remember when the um, what was the monster that came out in the um, spring ex- expansion? It had to do with um, the pickle. Yeah, the pickle. devil Joe. Devil Devil Joe, Joe. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to come with more content, like in the summer, the fall, where we're going to get like another big monster to fight. And it seems like, other than the festivals that they brought out, like the spring festival, some you know the uh, winter, you know the um, cherry blossom festival and summer festival, fall festival, um, that uh, they didn't really bring as much content as I thought they were going to uh, drip feed throughout the year on there. And so um, I know they got um, Assassin's Creed um, crossover going on right now, along with the Winter Festival. I know that The Witcher is going to be making an appearance as well on there in the next month or two. And then obviously with the fall expansion, it's going to bring forth the G rank, the ultimate version of Monster Hunter World. And so I, I personally can't wait. But, uh, you know, overall, with all it's worth, it is my number one for this year. So, Well, cool. All right. What's your, I kind of wish I feel bad with you guys talking about Spider-Man that, you know, I dabbled with that game just over like a day or two. And I'm looking very much to getting back to that and to be able to play that game full hog. But uh, what's your number one this year, Desmond? You know what my number one is. Come on. I know Mass Effect uh, Andromeda. No, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Great game though, but yeah, everyone was hating on it. No, my favorite game, my number one is Spider Man. I absolutely adored that game. I am a huge comic book nerd, as you told by the beginning of the show, um, and I absolutely uh, love <clears throat> comic books and Marvel. And <clears throat> excuse me, when Spider Man came out. I was already there, and I was hooked. I came home, I played nothing but that game, and I absolutely adored it. I still do. Um, I played the crap out of it. I thought the story was so engaging. It was like all of what Kevin said times two. Um, that was it. That was a game whose story, uh they they took the mythos of Spider-Man and was able to do something new and interesting with it. The the ending, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the ending was just so good. And, and they really understood the characters, all the villains, every, it was just, it was just, in my opinion, it was just a perfect, a perfect game. Um, and I don't say that, you know, a lot about all games, but this was definitely like just, tens across the board it was so damn good um i immediately bought the dlc i have not played any of the dlc the reason being is because of destiny and i enjoy playing with you guys i mean if you guys didn't play as destiny as much i probably would not play as play as much destiny um but i will be taking a break because all of the season all the season pass stuff all the dlc is down and it's ready and i'm going to um be sitting down with it and just taking a break from destiny and just playing um all of the dlc i cannot wait and the suits and just everything about the everything about the game was perfect in my opinion and i 
cannot wait for a second one. And and then the fact that they actually did a comic book about so in the comic books they're doing a uh, Spider Geddon or you know into the Spider Verse in which they have they have um all the different Spider Men Spider Men and women and people and pigs and everything they're all from different uh universes different dimensions and they're all coming uh together to fight these people and the spider-man the version of that video game is actually one of those spider-men who was fighting in the comic books so it was a perfect marriage of comic book uh it was perfect marriage of mediums in my opinion it was just fantastic fantastic so it it was a clear clear easy cut that it was going to be um spider-man so uh so yeah uh kev what was your number one uh well my number one was god of war um i've been a fan of this series uh from the very beginning from the very first game uh uh uh, who was that uh david what's his name who's got that started that that series uh uh, I was just about to name him, but uh, David Jaffe. David Jaffe, yeah. Uh, when David Jaffe started that series, I've been a, a big, big fan of Kratos uh, and his adventures. Uh, the reason being is is because I like action games. Um, one of the things that uh, where I I I view the series differently from a lot of uh other people is that i really dig one-dimensional kratos i dig angry yelling screaming kill everybody in my way kratos that i i I was perfectly happy with that character Uh, as far as i was concerned they could have kept him the same way he always had been and i realized a lot of people were tired of that and which is why uh uh God of War uh, was an Ascension apparently didn't do as well as three did. Um, I think it might have, might've had more to do with uh, three was a better game, but then, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. But um, so I get that, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, he's Kratos. He's going to be mad. He's going to be killing, killing, uh, killing the gods and yada, yada, yada. Uh, we've seen that done that been there. I, I love that Kratos. Um, but what uh, Santa, uh, Santa Monica Studios did uh, with Corey and his team reinventing an established, um, I would say uh, Kratos is a um, Sony, what would you call that? Uh, like what Mario is to Nintendo. Kratos is to oh, PlayStation, or he's in a mascot. He's a mascot for the brand. Uh, a lot of people would 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 probably feel say uh, Nathan Drake, maybe a little bit more so. But I put Kratos in that in that mascot. He's associated with with that platform, you know, like Master Chief is with Xbox. So for uh, for uh, Santa Monica to do what they did with Kratos, completely reinvent him, continue his story, and reinvent the character in a way that 
you just don't really you don't really see that in in games. A lot of a lot of these developers, especially for AAA projects, um, they're not willing to take that kind of risk with an established franchise. And if I'm remembering some of the uh, uh, some of the discussions that Corey has had with the press, um, it took a little bit of convincing on his part to get Sony to be willing to green light this project because there really wasn't initially there was some some concern that we you know that maybe Kratos as we know him uh has run his course you know people weren't really digging ascension you know critic being critical of his one-dimensional character but what his team did and the the voice actors and the level design and the gate the change in gameplay i mean the game plays less like a traditional god of war and more like a souls game mechanically and i was kind of wondering how how that was going to go over just for me personally but it goes over really well and it's it's hard as hell (laughs) in some of those sections and for an action game guy like me i i want my reflexes challenged i want my i don't want to just be able to pound you know square 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 and be able to kill everything i want to be forced to fully understand the tools that the game gives me in order to overcome the challenge that i'm getting ready to to deal with and god of war does that and it does that surrounded by this shell of top tier voice talent, top tier uh, uh, script writing, and it all you know people oh Kratos Kratos uh, Kratos is now the the the, the uh, a dad and you know babysitting this kid and, and it's like I understand some of the misgivings a lot of people may have, but man from that first from that that opening scene literally from the time you play you you press the you 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 press the uh uh options button to get the game started you already know that you're in for an experience and that is exactly what god of war is uh, particularly that that first boss fight <laughs> man that first boss fight was just uh uh was just literally that first boss fight uh beats out so many other action games last boss fight (laughs) you know in so many different ways it's ridiculous and that initial boss fight just just sets the theme sets the tone for this entire adventure um the kid is a is an asset to your gameplay um i've 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 KO'd bosses and tough enemies using combinations with the kid and and building up his abilities with his weapon and and his skills and it, it's just the gameplay is just top notch a, a great deal of enemy variety uh, 
some of the mid bosses, some of the mid bosses can get a little uh, monotonous. You you see the same trolls. Okay, this is the ice troll. This is the fire troll. This is the the combo fire and ice troll. This is the earth troll. It's like okay, a lot of trolls, but everything else it just has a look and a polish and a shine to it um, like no other. And Corey. Corey deserves all the accolades and the success uh, that his team brought uh, with this title. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of those companies that uh, Sony should just say, you want to do something? Here's, here's a blank check. Just, just do what you want to do. He's he, this, this has put them in my opinion, in that naughty dog space, you know, in that, uh, uh, in that uh, Bungie space, you know, uh, back when Bungie was do- doing those initial halos uh, with Microsoft, uh, just they are that top tier uh, developer now, and um, it's just a fantastic, just a fantastic game. Uh, if you like story, if you like action. Um, I haven't played anything better than, than God of War this year, uh, in my opinion. It's just top-notch title uh, from beginning to end. So that is my number one. Uh, and I guess that completes our um, uh, Game of the Year discussion. Which which kind of prompts? I know we've been going on, going on a little while, so I'm just and it, it's not on the outline. So I'll just toss this out to you guys. If you guys want to talk about it, we can. If not, we can we can we can shelve it for another show. But uh, 2019 is getting ready. It's literally getting ready to, to to jump upon us in literally a couple of days. Um, what are you got? What games are you guys looking forward to? If you can boil it down to maybe, you know, two or three titles that have that have kind of stood out uh, to you, and we're also on the on the cups of on the cusp of another generation, another console generation. You know, a lot of rumors out there. Uh, based on what you've experienced with all three, uh, what would you like? Uh, Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, and Sony to bring to you in a in a, in a subsequent generation uh, of consoles. Is there anything that that stands out in your mind? Uh, what you would like to see in in the next generation? It looks like we might be introduced, at least introduced, uh, to those new systems this coming year. So, I will toss this out to you, Joe. What what are your impressions on that? Well, as far as uh, new games coming out next year, obviously, um, this is something to where I thought maybe we would uh, discuss it on the next show, um, but I'll kind of give an abridged version as far as uh, my anticipated games, at least, on here. Um, definitely looking forward to Anthem, even though I haven't really looked into the game too much as far as any of the uh, pre-order hype for it you know i know something that i definitely want to play on there um other games i've had pre-ordered and looking forward to at least uh, for 2019 uh that are alive six uh, and i haven't played a good uh, 3d action fighter in a while 
on there and so that's definitely on my radar um uh, also to getting caught with my backlog you know i have a you guys talk about spider-man god of war it's like i haven't even played either of them on i own both of those games and so i got any number of different games i could play that i am just like you know i'm looking i have the time i just need to find the time to be able to go in and kind of dig through that and to take care of that um other games I'm kind of looking forward to, though, um, definitely would say, like I said, Dead or Alive 6, Anthem on there. Um, you know why I'm drawing a blank now. Um, e- even though I haven't played EDF 5 yet, EDF uh, Iron Rain is in my radar on that and taking a look at that because uh, they have a new character class in that game where you get to ride uh, ants and ride the other insects. So that sounds like... <laughs> Totally crazy. Um, also, God Eater 3 is I'm interested in, even though I didn't play God Eater 2. On there, Sekiro, of course, from, from software. So there's a lot of different stuff that's coming out. The Resident Evil 2 on there, um, even though you know something I might check out later on in the year. I don't know if I'm going to buy on launch on there. So there's any number of different games. Far Cry 5, the um, uh, nuclear disaster. <laughs> on there i forgot the subtitle i think it's like uh, i think endless dawn or something something along the those lines and so um as far as what i'm expecting for uh, new consoles in the upcoming year um i'm just expecting for the lid to be kind of lifted i think that i don't think we should expect anything in 2019 necessarily as far as consoles are concerned um we might get a switch revision possibly but um, they're going to definitely blow the lid on uh, PlayStation's 25th anniversary celebration at some point. Um, I know they're not going to be at E3, so I'm expecting a PlayStation experience. Possibly that is going to be loaded on there, possibly with the announcement for the new console as well uh, included in all of that mix on their Xbox, more than likely. I think they're going to be reactive depending on what PlayStation does. So we'll have to see uh, what they do um, unveil. I know the uh, discless uh, Xbox One's been rumored, and so I'm expecting that to be announced at some point and uh, brought out with a discounted price. I think it's a good idea on there, and especially with the combination between that and Xbox Games Pass, I think that is uh, something that uh, will definitely be something uh, that we'll definitely look forward to and what we can do too on next episode. Why don't you guys out there send out your most anticipated games for 2019. We'll go and read them on the show and kind of also give down our definite like top five games that we're looking forward to in 2019 as well. Kind of look at this discussion as being kind of a, a, a starting point on there for you guys out there. So okay. how about you Desmond? What about me? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, all that stuff, all those games that you said, I'm really kind of interested in. The new From Software is what I'm interested in because I never really got into um, uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, I never got into Dark Souls, so I'm kind of wanting to see, you know, what this new take is. You know, so I'm 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 interested. I'm like, okay, what what are you doing? Like, what's 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 this new game and this new feeling? You know, I'm, I'm gonna get from this game. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested, definitely interested in that one. Uh, but yeah, most of the ones that you said. Um, so at this point, I'm just really just wanting some more. You know, I'm just really, I'm like, uh, what's what's what? Like, 
gaming is in such a good spot right now you know when you when you have these games and it's just like bring bring them you know bring them more let me see it you know what what more can we do you know so i'm, I'm excited let's bring it on let's do more mm-hmm. uh yeah for me uh definitely Sekiro uh Shadows Die Twice is what I'm that has that has that and Ghost of Tsushima uh are the two games. That, that was the other the, one. The, yes, Ghost of Tsushima. Most, that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my attention uh for this for this uh coming year. Uh, I know Ghost does not have a firm release date, but uh, I'm looking to find out more about that game because the gameplay that uh, we saw uh, last E3 was just, that was just, that game has me written all over it. You, you give me a sword, <laughs> you give me, you give me some intriguing combat and, and, and I'm there that, that this, this is like my genre and I have been dying for a, ninja gaiden-esque game for years and i know Sekiro is not ninja gaiden i understand that it's not the same type of game but it is an action game that is hard for the sake of being hard and that is what i've really been wanting in my beat-em-ups lately i i want to be I want to be challenged. I want to be, I, I want, th- I want the game to be, to force me to master the tools that they've given me. Um, and it looks like Sek- Sekiro might be that game that's going to be doing that. It's not Ninja Gaiden-esque from the standpoint of fast paced action. Uh, it doesn't seem to be that, but it looks like it's going to be difficult. Like you got to, you've got to, time and uh, make your decision on how you're going to strike when you're going to strike how you're going to do it is it going to be uh i I know there are some stealth elements but it doesn't look like a stealth game which is perfectly fine by me because me and stealth get along like oil and water uh so if i can do this game and play this game and uh be challenged uh, by the with the mechanics that are given me by the enemies and their attack patterns, uh, with the tools that I have at hand, I, I'm I'm so down. I'm so down. I, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, also, very interested in uh, Anthem. Uh, I did not get into. I did not. I really wasn't paying too much attention to the beta so i didn't i didn't do the baiting of the beta stuff i've looked at some of the gameplay uh, i'm interested in in there being a challenge to destiny for uh my my uh grind time <laughs> if, if that makes any sense you know see what somebody else uh see what someone else's spin on the mmo mmorpg action light genre uh can be and you know you mech suits and missiles and bullets uh i'm i'm down with that so very much interested to see what comes down the pike uh with those games too so uh kind of like as you said uh desmond yeah i'm looking forward to more for sure so um 
And with that, I think we're going to bring this episode to a close. Uh, contact information. I can be reached at uh, Shonuff71 on Twitter, S-H-O-N-U, double F the number 71, um, PlayStation Network. I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Uh, and on Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71. I can be reached at all those platforms there. Uh, our show uh, e- main email is gamingvessels at gmail.com uh, so Bay Area Terror Dez why don't you hit the folks up with your contact info yeah you can reach me at Nemo Ticker N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R on PSN <clears throat> and Xbox Live you can also check me out on uh, Twitter at uh, the, the Nemo 6 Instagram same thing um, yeah and I'm on Steam as a Nemo Tigger as well. So I hope to hear from you and definitely send us some, send us some information and let us know, you know, Joe gave you a really, a really good way to interact with us. So, you know, let us, let us know, like, what do your anticipation is? You know, what, what, what's going on with you? You know, let us know. <laughs> yeah. We'll kind of get more of a full brunt of the most anticipated for 2019 next show on there, but this will kind of give us some talking points to kind of go on and, move forward in that discussion next time on there. So on there, and as far as reaching me, you can reach me on Twitter at the Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L um, on PSN. I am Kamunagara K A M U N A G A R A. Also same user handle on uh, Nintendo network and also on steam uh, Xbox. I am under Mr. Fungal. So capital M R. Uh, and then uh, capital F-O-N-G-U-L on Xbox. And I will be coming to your Xbox Live soon on there. So on there, I'm going to fire up my uh, Xbox One X before the uh, beginning of the new year. So it's obviously at the time of this recording. Uh, tomorrow? Have, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my setup. I'm getting my living room finally set up with all my consoles and everything I want. So actually my Switch is getting turned on. Uh, tomorrow and also my Xbox One X. I know a few people have been anticipating me joining on the other side of the fence, quote unquote, as far as getting back on Xbox. I got a, like a six month Games Pass subscription ready to go along with an external hard drive. And so I'm, I'm ready to soak it all in for the new year. Ooh, so on there. We should and, take a bet. We should take a bet on whether or not that happens tomorrow. I uh, just messing with you, buddy. I will take that I bet. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I won't take that bet. I should say. Depends if you could distract me with destiny and and raids and runs, you know. So who knows? <laughs> when this man says, "Oh my God, it's two thirty in the morning," I'm like, "Yes, Joe, it's two thirty in the morning." <laughs> it's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, we should go to bed. Oh, okay. Kev's like, eh, "I'm all right." <laughs> Yes, we, we we play this game a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Well, all right, gentlemen and listeners, thank you for hanging in there with us for our uh, Game of the Year discussion. I am Shonuff71. He is Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And that is Dez, the Bay Area terror himself. And we will be back next time. Peace. In the new year, no, no, no less. Yes. So, bye.
All right.